1: Well, that's us. Hey, everybody. Cheers. (laughs) Final (laughs) Love is the
2: law and the rain what is going on with the weather. I thought it was going to be nice today.
1: Same. All right, first of all, did anyone see the skies outside are so um, ominous very much. Mm -hmm. Did anyone see the sunset last night where it looked like we were peeling back a layer of the sun? It was like a straight line of the sun. Did anyone see the sky? It was amazing. It was an amazing sunset. It's it, she only
0: like, noticed it because she doesn't have a phone. Yeah, <laughs> I was here
1: using the work phones, oh. talking to my new mm-hmm. friends at Apple.
2: Because um, last night the pursoid shower was happening. That was the best night if anyone was oh. out on, out on a balcony or a dock or anything looking up at the that sky. was what was happening.
1: But there was it was just the wildest sunset I've seen. We've been ever. having some very We've, pretty
2: sunsets yes. and sunrises. You know,
1: thank thank goodness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. all right so what do we know all right it was supposed to be nice today i thought i was it was short stay but it Whatever. I ended up go, meeting somebody for breakfast outside,
2: and I'm like, How, why am I dressed like it's 85? I'm sh- sh- shivering. Because it was
1: supposed to be, I thought. <laughs> I thought it was supposed to be warm today.
2: I know. All right. Okay, so uh, Leah Remini, um, oh, we love her. Have you, uh, I kind of wish her show was still on. Same. The Amy I, show. I
1: loved it when she was, you know, what did it was it called? Scientology and in in the like, aftermath. And the aftermath. It was
2: really, really I good. I really
1: liked it. I
2: think it was, um, it had two seasons, you know, she won some Emmys and, uh, you know, she really, she really blew the lid on Scientology. She more than anything, if Katie Holmes lifted up, you know, some of the nails, mm-hmm. she blew the rest of it up when she left Scientology and, and wrote her book, and, wrote her book mm-hmm. and, um, uh, anyway, she, um, is doing some interviews because she and Mike Rinder, who mm-hmm. she did that, the Scientology in the Aftermath, they they have um, a podcast called Scientology Fair Game as a way to continue the conversation in real time rather than television time because there's so much coming out and they are so determined that Scientology get their tax religious status yeah, Um yeah pulled away from them because they are not a religion. They are a cult. And um, one of two regrets that President Clinton had, don't ask, don't tell, and then caving to Scientology and giving it tax-exempt status. So she really wants to to get it out there that all these abuses that are happening, and she's setting her eyes straight on Tom Cruise. And last week, you know, Tony Ortega from the Underground Bunker published the chapter in her book um that came out that that was such a good book her her uh, troublemaker it was called surviving hollywood and scientology but she t- took out the tom cruise she had an entire chapter devoted to tom cruise because she didn't want to have the whole book and all the interviews just be about Tom Cruise because she felt that the story was more right. than that and she'd been in but Scientology it was, since she of, was nine I and know. he was in there.
1: It was interesting because if you think about it, that's what led her to leave Scientology because she asked where Shelley at the wedding of Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes and that put her in and bad in the book. standings. And that put her in all the bad standings yeah. where she had to go to St. Pete, Florida, Clearwater, Florida, and pay all the extra yeah. money.
2: And she does have a whole chapter about the wedding in the book. But yep. she had all this other stuff yes. on Tom Cruise. Tell me some. Do that- we have some New yeah. dirt? Do we have Didn't new dirt? you read that last
1: week? Uh, sure.
3: You didn't read it? You don't remember <laughs> reading it? Oh, God. <laughs>
1: Don't oh god me. We talked about it. Yes, we did talk about. it. I remember talking about it, but didn't something new just come out today? That's what I'm. Well, no, what she is talking about today, um,
2: and this was the interview was just like this is why she wants to do it because she, TV took too long to get the stories out there, and they are in real time, real time trying to expose the fraud of Scientology with their, uh, you know the detox centers that they have. I mean they're being sued right and left for all of that. They. Completely discourage any kind of uh, counseling or uh, any mental health. I mean, it's psychiatry. The big yeah, time yeah. It's just cuckoo for cocoa puffs. So she said um, about um, she said um, that Tom. She thinks Tom Cruise is waiting until Surrey, who's now fourteen, is older, so he can try and talk her into Scientology, show her the ways of Scientology. Because, of course, Scientology considers Suri's mom, Katie, a suppressive person, so she's an enemy, and Tom believes, like all Scientologists, he can't even be connected to his daughter because she's with the mom. Right. And Katie got out of Scientology right when Suri was going to turn two, uh, six, When which is when Scientology starts indoctrinating kids. Into Sea yep. Org, right?
1: Well, no, just not just into her, just into you're not your parents aren't your parents anymore. Right, We're in charge. We right. are your parents. It's setting the up book the book of Scientology. It's setting
2: up, you know, disaster for um, your kids. It's setting up a disaster for. This is how Tom was able to get, you know,
1: Deanna. Isabella and yeah. Connor
2: away from um, Nicole Kidman. She said, "I'm sure his master plan is to wait until Surrey gets older, so he can lure her into Scientology and away from her mother." And um, she said, I am so proud of Katie Holmes for getting out because she knew she saw what was around her. And she was like, and she only had to look at Nicole Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to realize I could lose my daughter. Right. Right. But because he's given up
0: custody to Katie Holmes and Katie Holmes says, sorry, from birth till she's 18, Mm -hmm. Good luck. Yeah, I know. Well, taking a daughter away well, from well, that's a what I was going to say.
1: And those two have been inseparable. Right. Right. I don't know if she did this to get a headline or because it, it seems to me far fetched. Well, but but never underestimate those people. Probably try, but, it's but not never work. underestimate those people. I guess because of what they've done to other people and she knows all the bad and all the stuff because Mike Rinder her partner right like his family doesn't even talk to him they've disowned him they all stayed in Scientology I mean it rips apart families well so did that
0: give you chills remember when she had burner phones yes, yes. just yes. to communicate with the outside world
1: yes and she said you
2: know she said tom cruise is not a good person he knows what's going on in his orbit he knows and he's not doing anything about and it and he's not doing anything it about it has. she said he has watched people's lives get destroyed right? including the disappearance of his best friend's wife shelly Yeah, and she said i still have to have my home checked for bugs and get uh, watch if I'm being tailed right? and I have to watch out for my daughter because they are so vicious. Scientology is about anyone who decides Leaves. to leave. They have a whole plan in place. Now, if you leave the Catholic Church, I mean, nobody says boo. If you decide not to be whatever, this, that, any other, nobody is hounding you and nobody is... Setting you websites and,
1: you and, and scaring and bugging you, you and parking across your house and staring. You guys, I'm it's, asking
0: it's, this seriously. Yeah. Is Shelly still gone? Well, I'm yes, looking. I'm looking at
1: when was the last time Shelly was seen? Because I just looked at. She it up. has
0: not been seen in public in 15 years. This is Shelly Miscavige, who's yeah. yes. David mm-hmm. Miscavige's wife. Yes. Who is the head of Scientology? Right. David is, and she disappeared because was there a falling out with Scientology? If
2: you read, if you. Here's the thing, she- Shelly Miss Caves was a a second generation Scientologist. Yep. She was one of L. Ron Hubbard's quote unquote lieutenants. She was closer to L. Ron Hubbard, you know, uh Um, David came into Scientology when he was like, I don't know, 10 or 11 or 12. But she had a tie to the old man. He was wildly jealous of her because she was as equally respected in Scientology as he was. And he wanted the power play. And he was sick of schtupiner and he wanted to be with somebody else. (laughs) Mm-hmm. i mean that's really so it. that's so 15 years though she's not been seen in public no, that's right and, and when the sheriffs when leah remini filed the missing persons report and they went they went and they were just told by somebody at the gate at the place in gold or Hemet or wherever mm-hmm. she's supposed to be in
1: california she's mm-hmm. fine she's
2: in meditation right. and reading and she doesn't need to come to the door and they didn't say we need to see her The Scientology apparently is very generous with their contributions to the sheriff's department.
1: Mm -hmm. So 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 no one has seen her. No one one at all. In in a woman who was formerly employed as the assistant to Shelly, okay, told she witnessed a dark colored tinted vehicle pull up to the main building building at Scientology's gold base, Mm -hmm. at which point unidentified men dragged Shelly out. She has not been seen in public since then. Joe says this woman uh, never really saw her in the ten years she remained with the organization. I mean, no one has that seen is her. Unbelievable. Yeah, David wow. was
2: wildly, wildly jealous of you, her because. Do you, do you guys think she's dead? I,
1: I don't, feel like they can keep people. I don't know.
3: Sedated, maybe. <laughs>
2: Just in
1: the whole <laughs> really, really you sedated. Know, you know? I don't know. I don't think she's dead. Yeah, it's or almost maybe.
2: impossible to get out of those places. Um, I. It's almost impossible to get out of the you We saw that on the Scientology mm-hmm. in the aftermath of the one lady who's at Hemet. They have they're you're locked in the compound. Mm-hmm. You have no money. You have no cell phone. You're exhausted. You're hungry. You're making weird TV ads every single day and doing Menial labor. I mean, it's just cuckoo for Crocodile. I wonder if someday she's going to appear and this whole story. She needs an escape plan. Mm
0: -hmm. She's a burner phone.
2: She needs an escape plan. All right, listen, we come back. It's time for Elizabeth Reese, who did you guys know she's having a baby? She's giving us the dirt. She's
1: (laughs) not bringing it she? No way.
4: This is a My Talk Dirt Alert.
1: Dirt alert, dirt alert, dirt alert, dirt alert, Elizabeth.
5: Hi, friends.
2: Hi. We're back for more. And we you. like this. <laughs>
5: I'm so happy. It's nice to hear your voices. And I'm back for the dirt alert. Okay, I want to talk about Harry and Megan because there's a lot coming out about them today with this new book. I downloaded the new book to listen yes. to oh, on you Audible, did? Okay. and I haven't started it Yet okay. okay, so I'm gonna hit play. I think this weekend, um, and get listening to it because Bradley challenged me. He said he has too much going on, and so I said I'll take the hit and I'll burn one of my Audible. I'm reading
2: quiet. every excerpt out there, yes. so I feel like I'm reading a lot Thank of. Thank you for
1: doing that. I don't mm. want to. I don't want to read that one. I know. I just need something lighter because everything
2: yes. I've
5: been immersing myself in is so heavy lately. So I need this, and I need The Bachelorette to return, and mm-hmm. then I feel like my my everything's know, gonna be good. Mind can just chill out a little bit. Um, but Meghan Markle and Prince. Harry, the latest here, not part of the book, is that they have bought a house and settled into the quiet privacy of Santa Barbara Montecito, Montecito, Montecito. Exactly. Beautiful. in Santa Barbara County. So they want to have as normal a life as possible. They relocated to L.A. earlier this year, and we all know that they were living in Tyler Perry's unused Beverly Hills estate mm-hmm. and then um, found, shockingly, that you can't get that much privacy in L.A. I know this is so...
1: I couldn't. I don't understand why they moved there.
5: I don't know that they had even known
2: where they were going to live because Harry hasn't spent that much time. He probably is. Megan's been driving around showing places. I know. I just don't know how Montecito is beautiful. Beautiful. It's beautiful.
5: yep. So the place to go. They're going to be much closer to their friend Oprah Winfrey. Mm -hmm. She owns a number of properties in the area. She lives in a stunning estate in um, Montecito, which is like a really, like exclusive, beautiful area of Santa Mm -hmm. Barbara Rob Lowe and Ellen DeGeneres also happen to live in the area and so apparently they bought a house there and gives them lots of privacy and these are like a lot of these estates have a lot of acreage and they're kind of in hillsides. Mm -hmm.
2: Auntie Catherine who lives in Carpinteria Mm -hmm. right before Santa Barbara she's driven me all around Montecito. Don't you just want to stay and never uh go
5: anywhere else?
2: Yeah there's a San Ysidro Ranch is there which is where John F. Kennedy and Jackie spent their honeymoon It's on my wish list someday to spend... At least two nights at the San Ysidro Ranch. It's absolutely amazing.
5: Oh, that sounds just save your pennies. You're not traveling mm-hmm. anywhere now.
2: That is true, right? I mean, and it might be on. It might be on a bit of a discount. It 100%. might not be seven
5: hundred dollars a night anymore. See, you can book it, and you've saved so much on the trips that you haven't taken, Lori, over the last that, few hasn't months.
2: Hasn't she? Everybody I mean, has. Yes, they said the U.S. savings, like people's savings, if you do have a job still. Yeah, because we haven't been spending money really. Because you're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. For it's the ob- people
1: that traveled. Right. Or, mine, yeah. have do- mine have people, gone down. Their but even just going out. Every, yeah. All of
2: that has been gone
5: down. Yeah, babysitters. Mm-hmm. You know, like we've been trying to patronize a lot.
4: Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready to eat meals. We are all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart
5: lot of restaurants, but we do take out and then I don't pay babysitters as much anymore. Right. Um, Okay. But Vanity Fair has a breakdown of a lot of the info that we're getting out of this book. Again, it's called Finding Freedom, Megan and Harry and the Making of a Modern Royal Family. It just came out yesterday. And, um, People have been trying to, you know, kind of figure out the exact timeline of when Meghan and Harry knew that they were going to leave the royal family jobs, that they were out. Okay. Things were very messy behind the scenes when the couple made the announcement. Because you'll remember, they essentially blindsided the palace by making an announcement and then hadn't had a conversation with the queen about it. Um, But that isn't quite true. Well, right. So they're saying that in this book, um, after... Harry and Meghan did their tour of Southern Africa in October, the end of which that's when they announced their lawsuit against a British tabloid. Mm -hmm. And they decided to take a sabbatical from their royal duties through the holiday. And they were on a waterfront mansion on Vancouver Island. And that's where these authors say that they made their decision to leave their roles as senior royals and give up public funding for their offices. So it was October. So Harry and Meghan had mentioned plans to move abroad in the past. But then at Christmas, right before Christmas, they sent an email to Charles and Elizabeth explaining their decision to leave the UK and requesting an in-person meeting. The details, they were pretty vague about it. But this is when things began to fall apart, according to the book. One of Charles's aides said, well, guys, you're not going to be able to meet with the Queen until January 29th. And Harry felt like he was being blocked mm-hmm. okay. is what a source told the authors of this book. Then someone with the email leaked information to a tabloid reporter who started asking questions saying, well, what's going on here? Um, and the reporters believe that there's a wide variety of aides to the family who would have had enough information to share the contents of the email. And then Buckingham palace started drafting a statement. Harry and Megan had a chance to see that statement And then out in public, the son ran a story about the plan to relocate to Canada permanently. And so Harry and Meghan had to issue something on their Instagram account, which caught the rest of the palace staff and the queen off guard. That's what's reported in this book.
1: But it seems odd if they wanted to, they couldn't see the queen from the end of October till January 21st. From Christmas, basically, until January
5: 29th. And that's when they wanted to have the conversation. And so Harry apparently, according to these sources, felt like, he was being shut out and not given access to his grandmother to have this discussion that he wanted to have. Got it. And he wanted to be in control of the situation. Mm. So there you go. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. Now they're in Montecito. Right. Yeah, and I'm sure is. Harry is thinking this is
2: great. Yeah, I know it. After living in England, all the sun years. always shines here oh in
5: California and it's wow. like you get to just live your life and he can just come and go as he pleases yeah. and he's not stuck behind this the palace walls, which I'm sure have felt like a prison to him yeah. for much of his existence. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Being a royal sounds fun, but I don't think, it's I, don't think fun. It is. I, I don't think it is. I don't
1: think it is either. I
5: think it's maybe fun like ten percent of the time.
1: Yeah, that's about it. And then
5: the rest of it, you're just sitting around smoking cigarettes and complaining.
1: <laughs> that's what's happening. <laughs> I,
5: I kind of like that image. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, Amanda Clutes moved into the new house that she bought with her now late husband Nick Cordero one month after his death. You know, it's still sad. That journey with them with COVID was just so long and painful and brutal. And they've got that tiny little boy. Um, So she posted a photo um, that this... So Nick Cordero bought this house for their family right before he died. Mm -hmm. And um, so she decided to move into it. And she just... It's just sad. It's just sad. I don't
2: know. She did get a a sign from Nick. She did? Yes. Yes. It was... um, Uh, It was like a week after he died and she was on a walk with a friend and she just said, I really just hope I get a sign from Nick from the other side. You know, people, you have that conversation when somebody dies and um, she got back from the walk and the People magazine where she was on the cover after, right after he died, Mm -hmm. had fallen off of her bedside table and it landed face down and the back ad was the Geico Ad and she said the only thing Nick put up on his um, vision board was a picture of a gecko, the the little lizard. because oh, the gecko, yeah, the gecko. Yeah, because I like the, the gecko sig- better. Yeah, the gecko, <laughs> gecko. And anyway, that was the only thing he put on his vision board because of the meaning of geckos. And so she was just like, she was. She that was knew sweet. Then that the magazine had not been. In that position when she went on the watch. Look at that. See, you
5: never know what people are up to. Uh, Claire Crawley. Spotted for the first time after stepping down from her role as the Bachelorette. Guys. She got a case of the orgasmic haze bad after only 12 days. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. She quit the show just uh, after production resumed in July. But she's got to keep California. it quiet if she wants to get her 250 from ABC. It's a fascinating situation. We need this. As a nation, we need this. <laughs> I would agree with you. I would agree with you, Elizabeth. I love
2: it. Thanks, friends. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks Elizabeth. so much. And congratulations again. <laughs>
5: Thank <laughs> you. <know. laughs> Seven and a half months, months in. Yeah, <laughs> I
2: know it. I got a, I did honestly didn't know, Elizabeth. <laughs> you
5: only see me from the top up on TV. It's okay. <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> All right, listen, uh, what are we doing? Oh yeah, we're gonna get traffic and we come back, we got vintage scandal.
1: What time is it? It's a scandal. a scandal. It's a, it's a vintage to- scandal. It's time to revisit some yes. scandals.
2: So last week we started on the little um the list of all the famous co-stars that can't stand each other. And I thought I would move it up and um, Tell continue with more. that. Because there's so many, <laughs> right. you guys. I mean, we do love it when um, co-stars fall in love and when they describe their... You know, film family, as a family, but just as often there are people that just can't stand each other. And only after the movie has been promoted and it's out and or the TV show do we ever hear. So um, here's a couple of co-stars who mm-hmm. couldn't stand each other. Lauren Graham and Scott Patterson from Gilmore Girls. I
1: knew that, but that bums me out. Yeah, the rumors were that they
2: outright hated each other and they played Luke and Lorelai. Yes. He owned the coffee shop. Um, that they outright hated each other. That thankfully isn't a hundred percent true. Grant, did you ever were, watch that show, The Gilmore Girls?
3: I did a little bit. I got a lot of it from uh, my uncle. Was a big fan, but
2: oh, such
1: a good. He show. and he yeah. was so hot. I mean, they had chemistry. Those they two. did yeah. have chemistry, but
2: it their on screen didn't translate to anything off. TV Guide when they uh, asked uh, Lauren. About her relationship with Scott, she said, It's fine. Yeah. Um, I think these characters have great character chemistry, and that does mirror our chemistry as people, but we're not intimates. And when the reporter said, So you're best friends? And she's like, No. Wow. Well, wow. that's a lot of
1: pushing. Well, it was a lot of pushing. I so give that them. TV guy. Could you not just right? sleep with them because we heard you, Dad. Is it true? And, of course, her
2: chemistry with Peter Krause, who played her brother on Parenthood, was so good, she's still They're dating with him them. all these yes. years later. True. So you never know. Okay, um, 1996, the iconic um, Romeo and Juliet with Claire Danes and Leonardo DiCaprio, they did not get along. They did not like each other. Uh, Leo, he liked to prank the cast and crew. Mm-hmm. Claire Danes um, didn't like that. He also thought that
1: she was too uptight. Well, I was just going to say I, those two just don't feel right to me in any which way. No, because she feels like she she was method. You know, she was such a young actress and took everything so seriously. She, she was still very young. They but were both he was so young. young. I mean, yeah, he was I a know. Child actor. I feel like she just is more. She was New York, and he was L.A. Maybe. If that makes any sense. Yeah.
2: Okay. Julia Roberts. Now Mm -hmm. the vibe between Julia Roberts and Nick Nolte in a terrible movie called I Love Trouble. Yeah, I saw it. Was so bad that they're on screen. Wasn't that in
1: Chicago? They filmed it. It was, she was a writer. He was a reporter in Chicago. I
2: don't even know. All I know is when I looked at the still of I Love Trouble, Nick Nolte was hot, even though he uh, was like 20 years older or whatever than Julia Roberts. But a 1994 story in the LA Times said it was such a hard sell because the chemistry wasn't there on screen; it wasn't mm-hmm. there off screen, and she was she hated all of his machismo. He was just such a macho guy that she would uh, deride and insult Nick in front of the cast and crew. This is the LA Times reporting mm-hmm. this. Some on the set said he became so annoyed with her attitude that he would do things to agitate her even more. The Discord was so intense. The sources say that the two played more to stand-ins than to each other for the filming. If you watch that movie... I did. There's a lot of one-shot, just one of them on camera, because they're emoting
1: to the stand-in. They're competing newspaper reporters in Chicago. One's for the Sun, one's for... What was the other one that used to be there? The Sun and the... I can't think of the other Chicago newspaper, but anyway, they right. joined forces to unravel a mystery. And he was still hot, but I, he's never been as hot as he was in "Rich Man, Poor Man." Yes, that Julia. miniseries in the seventies <laughs> that we watched. thats and when I we cried fell in love my with eyes out. And he got hit in the knee with a hammer. Right. Yeah, he was um, hot in that.
2: Okay. Any TLC fans? You watch TLC once in a while, don't you? That
1: channel. Well, sure, my thousand-pound sisters. You I, I, ever, some, yeah, I, I get sucked into those really sad stories. Yeah. I mean, the one with the sisters. Oh, but they got the bridal stuff. They get all. Oh, kinds they have of good. Stuff, okay? They have good crazy things on that channel. Stacy
2: London and Clinton oh, Kelly. Yes,
1: you know those girls. So
2: they were part of what not to wear. Yes. And the the natural chemistry between the two, you know, the two fashion gurus, Stacey London and Clinton Kelly, it turns out their friendship wasn't as rock steady as it appeared. When Clinton released his memoir, I Hate Everyone Except You, in 2017, he hinted about serious tension between the two of them. Stacey didn't take kindly to the book and she ended up blocking Clinton Kelly on social media and... um. She wrote, I can't stop people from the way they behave. I can't stop them from being angry with me, hurtful or indifferent to me. But I can block ex-friends and ex-lovers and people I feel wronged by. Anyway, so she was very pissed about what he wow. wrote about her in the book. Mm-hmm. It, it was not all. It was not all. Hearts and flowers. Was, what I that was going to say that, yes. And then, of course, Mariah Carey and Nicki Minaj. We watched that play out on American Idol. Yes, Those we did. Those two could not stand, stand each, each other. other. Do no. you remember that? Oh, yeah. Um, and day one, the story was always that Mariah was saying little things to get under Nicki's skin, and she didn't think that Nicki could sing, and she was mad at the producers because they said she was going to be the only woman.
1: woman. Yep. And they lied, Laurie.
2: One day, though, Nikki lost it on Mariah on the set, and it was kind of a legendary blow-up. Someone had a camera, and, you know...
1: There you go. After that... It was a one-and-done season for those ladies. It was a one-and-done, and and after that, Uh I guess
2: Mariah kind of slowed down the... Hate? ...baiting uh, Nikki. Okay? All right. Well, that's good. Remember your little show that you loved, High School Musical? I loved High School Musical. Yes. 2006. Ashley Tisdale um, and uh, Lucas Grabiel, they played Sharpay and Ryan, the twins. Mm -hmm. Okay, these two might have seemed thick as thieves as, you know, the twins that loved each other. They were not friends. Ashley had a YouTube channel in 2017 where she said, we were not close. We were not good friends. Let's be honest. We hated each other. And I'm not even kidding. I
1: love it own it yeah let's sure be honest pay. i loved that i that sure pay. i think i still on my ipod uh-huh which i just charged up because i no longer have music in my house right. but i need some music i still have high school musical yeah music hmm chad michael murray oh sure the from- hill Oh, wasn't One Tree Hill? One Tree Hill, yeah. yeah. Excuse me, One Tree yeah. Hill, and Sophia
2: Bush. Okay, they love came first, and then came the onset hate. And well, of course, they, if you're
1: going to fall in love and screw someone, and then you have to still work together <sighs> after you break up, yeah, they got married. Oh, and mm-hmm. then they got married yep. and separated like six months later.
2: Yeah, they got was- married in April, and they were done so yeah. by September, and they both continued as series regulars through 2009. So that show can get the award for just a bit of awkwardness. I forgot about this one, Julia. Okay. Um, America Ferreira and Lindsay Lohan, Ugly Betty, of all the guest appearances
1: on that great show, Ugly Betty, which that aired be on... be a fun 80... show to binge, people. If you want a fun Absolutely. show to watch... So good. That was so much. Vanessa fun.
2: Williams, Judith Light. I mean, it's Michael Urie. was a loved great that show. show. We love that show. Thursday nights. Yeah, Ugly it Betty. was so good. Lindsay Lowens might have been the most tumultuous because they did a lot of guest stars on that show. Almost every week there would be.
1: Oh yeah, they would also "Yeah, yeah."
2: The actresses did not get along. With the source saying that America couldn't America couldn't handle how Lindsay tried to steal the thunder, and everything. And there were even rumors that America lobbied to cut her guest run short because I think it might have gone I'm over sure three or i I'm sure of it because I efforts. also
1: think they, they who are two more different people, mm-hmm. and that she couldn't get above it probably because it was when Lindsay was going through shenanigans mm-hmm. and t- still thought she was a big and and America <laughs> Ferrera is the most down to earth. Yep. She was in our studio. She once. was in our studio for mm-hmm. Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, another great book, and. But, Just a last one, only
2: because of the anniversary of Dirty Dancing was this week. You know, however Mm -hmm. many years that came out. Jennifer Grey and Patrick Swayze, you know, famously did not. I mean, it's one of the most... really bums
1: me out, though. Did you not know that? Yeah, but I don't like hearing that one because baby...
2: Well, he, in his memoir, so it's Patrick Swayze himself telling us, he admitted that he got very impatient with Jennifer Grey because she was... She goofed off and wasted time on the set. He said we did have a few moments of friction where we were tired after a long day of shooting. She seemed emotional. She burst into tears as someone criticized.
0: Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the Ultimate Family Vacation. The Ultimate Six Slides, Eight Neighborhoods, Zero Compromise Vacation. The Ultimate Never Done That Can't Wait To Do It Vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas.
5: Sized
2: her, other times she'd slip into silly moves. How much younger was
1: she than him? I think
2: not that much younger, maybe seven years. Okay. Eight years, something like that. Yeah, something like that. But and he
1: was a trained dancer, and she had to learn everything. Right, right. So, anyway,
2: so it's not easy making one of the most romantic films of all time. Jeez, I don't think that's too bad. No. And then, of course, you know the casting craze of uh, casting crew of Grey's Anatomy. There was all kinds of. That, there could be a whole little soap opera book about that.
1: All right, we
2: gotta go. We gotta go. We'll be right back. Be all ready right, ready before home. you go out of the house, don't forget an umbrella. <laughs>
1: It really it looks like it's gonna it storm does
2: look like there. it's gonna storm all right, so
1: Julia, yes, dear.
2: um, I don't know if you looked at the video of the lady giving a fellow plane passenger a foot massage in the aisle, but it was a
1: passenger, and they're both in aisle seats, and the passenger was in the seat behind her, and the passenger put their leg up on their armrests, and the person in front of them, wow, wow. Ugh. I'm sure it was someone she was related to who was tired right, and just maybe. being loving. No, it just looked no, like it was it just, a random it person. wasn't. Maybe they were yeah, partners, but it was mm-hmm. just something. It was something. Okay. That's not where you do that. No. Mm-mm.
2: Okay, this remember how it uh, it when I just had my secondhand dislike of Ellen DeGeneres, I which this I got was from only my brother. In March. Okay, but I admitted to the secondhand. Yeah, because you didn't even watch it. her. I've had it though for a little bit, you know, maybe a year or two or something from my brother.
1: Okay, th- yes, but it, I admitted it, it out loud. Like it wasn't you didn't come up with this.
2: No, my brother couldn't gave stand me, her, so you were just following suit. I had secondhand dislike. Mm-hmm. I didn't actively, but I did notice when I I would watch it. Um, when there would be a good guest on yeah. to see Ellen. And remember when I noticed that she stopped dancing a couple years. Yes. And I just said, I wonder
1: what the hell happened, because that was a wildly popular part of her show. It was fun watching her dance with everybody. And that was fun. song. Okay. Yeah. Do
2: I have a scoop for you? All right. Okay.
1: Well, here we are listening.
2: Um, so everyone and their dog knows that she's a meanie. She's a nice to her celebrity friends, but mean to the people that mm-hmm. work at the show. So, anyway, Toxic Workplace. So, that's <laughs> no, going on. The that's going on. So, but here's the story. She regretted the first day she ever danced on the show. And because it exploded and the audience couldn't get enough of it, overnight, Ellen became known for opening the show with the dance. But she actually... Hated it. doing it. And she stopped dancing like two years ago. Is she
1: an insecure dancer? Did she mean? Well, she a warm was kind time? of
2: a little bit of an awkward dancer. But so what? Yeah, yeah, so what? It was fun. People really liked it. So Ellen told her producers I'm, I'm done. Not, I'm not dancing anymore. I
1: would if I was done, I'd want to be done. So it's yeah. just her opening
2: though. He, 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 this shows you how mean she is. One little thing for your audience. <laughs> no. One little thing, dance. You can't. You know what I mean. Saying it's just like it seemed, it's, It seemed like such a petty thing, and it always bugged me. Like, why did she stop that? Because yeah. that was such she didn't a, like doing it. So it was like negotiating peace in the Middle East. The most powerful people in television had to come to the set for a top secret meeting to convince Ellen to continue to dance. I've never seen anything like it in all my years in TV. Only after Ellen was shown focus group charts and evidence did she agree to keeping dancing in the opening of the show but she wasn't happy and everyone behind the scenes had to suffer for it and um that's when they decided okay the dj or the audience member will dance okay
1: she wanted it pulled completely Imagine if you had anxiety about dancing and Julie, she show. doesn't don't attribute. She didn't oh, have any. She just didn't want to do it. She
2: it was too fun. She's not too fun.
1: OK, that's where you're going. with that's this. I'm trying I'm to figure this out. She's if,
2: not fun. Even that little bit of two minutes of dancing for your fans was too much. That's all I'm saying. OK, it just I suspected it was petty. It sure was. And that was her solution. Agreement with the suit. Okay. Someone else can dance. So, right. So Twitch dances. Okay. Now.
1: The DJ. Yeah. Who stood up for her today, sort of. Kind of. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Anyway, so. That's it. That's it. That's the story. That's the story. Just the Ellen Summit of dancing.
3: Because it was so, What do you know anything about that, Grant? Well, I had a caller call in just now and tell me that, um, that the dancing thing was part of it because she heard her back. Now, have you heard that as an, as a, as a, I, I, you know, that's I just, the excuse. That's what I thought. Yeah. That's you know? the
2: Hollywood speak for exactly. the excuse that she can't do it. She can't stand it.
3: Yeah. She didn't want to make it public that she didn't want to do something for the millions of dollars. She makes something so simple, right? you know, like
2: dancing for two minutes to a fun song. And she kind of, uh, to me, the thing that I thought was great about Ellen dancing is that she made all awkward dancers, Elaine dancers, people who didn't always have, mm-hmm. or their sense of rhythm didn't, like it was like, okay, you can dance however. To me, that was like the over. A good connection. A good connection and a way of just like going, hey, yeah. anybody can dance.
3: Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: That's how mean she is, Julia. Oh, for crying out loud. That's <laughs> Honestly, how
1: honest, mean honest, she
3: is. I I actually know someone who works for please, her.
1: Please please tell I us Grant. Will, this voice I, is Grant.
3: I so and I, before I speak on her behalf, I've known that in the past when my friend it was so it's my friend's girlfriend mm-hmm. and uh when the, his parents flew out there Ellen got her his parents tickets, got them the full nine yards, got them a tour. Again, it's not Ellen, it's just the background. So I haven't heard anything personal from her, but yeah. this was not, this was all before this all came out. So I will ask, ask, and we'll be in touch now the next couple, you know, week or mm-hmm. so, and I will let you know what I hear from firsthand from someone that I know that does work on her show. Okay. okay. All right. And I'll good. let you know what I can hear from that. Great. Right, please, please. like our Ellen Mole. A little teaser there for you. Yeah, that's good. I really <laughs> like that. I really,
1: really... Oh, and- she couldn't find more joy than to find more dirt on it. LA. <laughs> oh, I couldn't believe it. I was so happy. I was so happy. The dancing thing has
2: bugged me. I'm like, why would she do that? That was just such a fun, energetic way of kicking off the right. show. Mm-hmm. Last night, Jimmy Kimmel had Sarah Cooper fill in, and Sarah Cooper is the TikTok comedian who um, does Donald Trump's speeches in his voice, but oh, she yeah. lip-syncs it, too. Yeah. She's the TikTok... I have it. R- absolutely, but she... Did a really uh, great uh, opening monologue, but she also, um, she has a Netflix special that's coming out that was directed by Natasha Lyonne and Maya Rudolph is executive producing it. Tell Uh, me her name again. Her name is Sarah Cooper. She's fun to follow on Twitter and um, it's going to, it's called Everything is Fine. It'll be um, out like sometime in like the end of September. Yeah, okay. But she was really... She was good because I She's didn't good. know the
1: name, and so I just Sarah didn't watch Sarah Cooper it. is
2: the TikTok comedian, mm-hmm. um, and her her impressions where she lip syncs what he says. is... I mean, some people think that's why Trump wants to ban the TikTok act. TikTok people mock him on there, yeah, because of Sarah Cooper. Oh, that's funny. And the TikToking teens in Tulsa,
3: mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> that that duped him, right? Yeah, yeah. that that happened. So yeah.
2: anyway, I don't know who's doing Kimmel tonight, but um, last night Stephen Colbert had um, Laura Linney on and of course they were talking Ozark.
1: Right. Yeah,
2: because you know, and then she's working on other stuff. She gives good couch. She's great. So I'll look at the late night stuff but of course we've got Beverly Hills tonight. We're still in Roma. The lesbian love affair is still going on.
1: Woo! Happy hump day. We'll be (laughs) back tomorrow. Thanks Grant. Thank you guys.